You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We have arrived, folks. It is draft Week And of course, we are kicking off draft week here on the Locked on Titans podcast with a monster mock draft Monday. Excited to go through this exercise with you guys today. I have three, that's right, three seven-round mock drafts from the three most popular mock draft simulators out on the web. I'm going to go through each of those mocks and just take you through my thought process while making all of the picks. And just for this experiment, I took all nine of the Titans selections without trading up or down in each of the three drafts just to keep things fair and see what the Titans could really come away with if they were to stay in place and use all nine of the draft picks they have available to them. So a ton of different scenarios, different forks in the road the Titans will ultimately have to face during the draft this weekend. So excited to kick things off here on draft week with a major mock draft Monday, but that's not it. Remember, the Locked On Titans podcast is the only place you're going to find Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, because throughout this week, I'm going to have more draft coverage, a comprehensive all-around draft preview for the Titans, and you're going to get bonus content this week. Not only am I posting my personal annual mock draft for the first round as a a little bonus in the feed on Thursday. I'm also going to be producing a ton of live content and video content throughout the draft on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and on the podcast Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. So you are going to get a ton of draft coverage from the Locked On Titans podcast, not only audio-wise, but also visually as well. So make sure that you're following the show so you never miss a daily episode. And also, again, follow me on social media at Tic Tac Titans and at Locked on Titans Pod on Facebook for all of the draft content I am going to be pumping out throughout the week. But remember, it all starts today with a monster mock draft Monday Three seven-round mock drafts for the Tennessee Titans on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! Let's kick things off and dive into this first seven-round mock draft. This one, I think, was the most realistic of them all, and it came from the draft network. Now, knowing how unpredictable the draft is, this could end up being the least realistic of them all, but for my money, this looks like the type of haul the Titans really could come away with, and it was a tough first overall pick for the Titans at 22. We had the top four cornerbacks were gone, including Greg Newsome. We had the top four wide receivers gone, including 
including Rashad Bateman, Zayvon Collins, who I'm a fan of, was gone. Tevin Jenkins, who I'm a fan of, was gone. That left edge rushers that were available. Joe Tryon, Aziz Ojolari, Quiddy Pay, Christian Barmore. The defensive line was there, but I'm not super high on Barmore. On the offensive side of the ball, of course, you have those wide receivers in the second tier. The Moore brothers, Kadarius Toney, Terrence Marshall, but I don't like any of them as high as 22. The name I really wrestled with was Elijah Vera Tucker, who began to slide. Some see him as an interior offensive lineman out of USC, but he did play tackle during times in college. He has that versatility. Some teams could see him as a tackle. Now, within the Titans scheme long term, I do see him on the interior, but heck, he could start at right tackle for the Titans and then eventually kick inside as the older guys on the interior, like think, for example, a Roger Saffold. Elijah Vera Tucker could easily slide in for him, and then you have a guy who can start on the interior, but then also bump out to tackle when the injuries come on the offensive line. It provides you long-term versatility as well. So I think if Elijah Vera Tucker were to slide and the board fell this way with the top four at the two biggest need positions for the Titans taken, I think it would be hard to pass on Elijah Vera Tucker, but ultimately... I did. I went with Aziz Ujolari. At this point in time, I know the Titans added Bud Dupree, but Harold Landry could be a free agent after the year if the Titan or a free agent two years later if the Titans don't get something done with him this offseason. Also, the Titans still need edge help. We just can't forget that and think that things are solved because of Autry and because of Bud Dupree. So if the board goes this way, it would be between Elijah Vera Tucker and Aziz Ujolari for me. And I went with Ujolari because of the depth in the offensive line group in the mid rounds. After that, though, a slam dunk pick at 53. And also, I do want to say about Ujolari, he's. A rotational pass rusher at Georgia never played more than 52 snaps in a game. So you use him in that exact same role his rookie year so he's comfortable. He also has versatility to drop into coverage, play the run, so he would fit in the Titans scheme long term. So that makes it a great fit if Ujolari is there and the board goes that way. But then Asante Samuel Jr., Deemi Brown was available, Levi and Wuzariki, who I'm not too high on, but the Titans have visited with. So Brady Christensen, the offensive tackle. So there were some options there. You could have went with Pat Fryermuth at tight end as well. So Daimi Brown at wide receiver, Fryermuth at tight end, Amwuzariki at defensive line, uh, Brady Christensen at offensive tackle were all there. But I went with Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback out of Florida State. The Titans can't go with the first two rounds and not get a cornerback or a wide receiver. But I love Asante Samuel Jr. anyway. I would like to see the Titans maybe trade up for him in the draft if they don't get a cornerback with their first round pick. Next to 85, I went Hunter Long, tight end from Boston College. I've talked about Hunter Long before, but I think he could be a great Johnu replacement. He doesn't have the yards after catch ability, but he can be similar to an Austin Hooper type guy. And he provides that third tight end where Jeff Swain tips that it's run, Ferkser tips that it's pass. Hunter Long can do both, and that replaces at least that element of Jonu Smith in the offense. And I went with Hunter Long ultimately over offensive tackle Spencer Brown, Stone Forsyth, and James Hudson were available, and I was banking that one of those three would be available at pick 100. And sure enough, at pick 100, Stone Forsyth offensive Stone Forsyth offensive tackle out of Florida was available. I could have went wide receiver here because I still don't have a wide receiver, but. 
Frank Darby, Seth Williams, Des Fitzpatrick, Cade Johnson, Daz Newsome, Anthony Schwartz. None of those guys, in my opinion, are a better prospect than Stone Forsythe. I looked at running back Trey Sermon as a backup for Derrick Henry. That could be a possibility. Aleem McNeil, the run-stuffing defensive tackle out of NC State. I thought maybe this would be good value. Andre Sisco, the safety out of Syracuse, who could be a deep free safety for the Titans. Add depth there. Maybe. But ultimately, I went with Stone Forsythe. Felt like the big, giant, offensive tackle, road-grading guy out of Florida would be a good developmental prospect for the Titans, and possibly, if he plays well, end up as a starter at right tackle this year. So pick 100, I feel good there. After that, went down, had to fill some needs. 126, Cade Johnson, the slot receiver out of San Diego State, was still on the board. I know this is kind of late for the first wide receiver, but the Titans play with a lot of tight ends. You have Josh Reynolds, A.J. Brown on the outsides who are going to be the primary guys. You get a guy like Cade Johnson who is very productive. He's an older prospect. He'll be ready to come in and contribute right away in the slot. I think he's a better player than Cam Batson right away. So you give that element. And then what you do is you go out and you sign a veteran free agent like a Golden Tate. Something like that after the draft. That's the kind of guy who's waiting until after the draft. And then you've doubled down. If Cade Johnson can fill the role as that slot receiver for the Titans, then you're good to go. If not, you got Golden Tate ready to go. And then when Golden Tate inevitably gets injured because he's old and that kind of player, then you have a guy like Cade Johnson ready to step in in the middle of the season. You have Cam Batson still. I think that would make a lot of sense for the Titans. So rather than a big guy like a Williams or a Fitzpatrick or a Smith-Marset, I went with a slot guy in Cade Johnson. John Robinson loves his productive college players, even if the competition is a little low. At 166, I went Caden Stern, safety out of Texas. He's a versatile guy. He can play man. He can play zone. He can drop as a deep free safety, which I think early on, Amani Hooker is going to be moving to a starting role this year, and that kind of opens up Amani Hooker role from the last two years. That deep third free safety who comes in allows Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro to play closer to the line of scrimmage, to play slot cornerback roles, things like that. Well, now the Titans don't have that, and I'm not confident in Dane Crookshank to be able to fill that role. So for me, I like bringing in Caden Stearns, who you could put a Monty Hooker when there are three safeties on the field back in that deep free safety role. You can use Caden Stearns in that role as well and then allow him to develop as that third safety. He needs to work on being better in the run, but if you only use him in those sub packages and those dime packages and passing situations, then you can develop his run defense like the Titans did with a Monty Hooker. So I like... Caden Stearns there, great value at 166. 205, I went Jimmy Morrissey center out of Pittsburgh. Just, uh, you know, he's a smaller guy, but a zone center, good fit for the scheme. Could be some good depth and eventually replace Ben Jones down the road. After that, 215, I just wanted some guys who were very productive in college. I went with Sage Surratt, wide receiver out of Wake Forest. A bigger bodied guy, can play that big slot position over the middle. And I think that would be good value for the Titans late in the draft as they need to add more more at wide receiver. I think he could be better than Nick Westbrook-Akina immediately. And then the last pick for the Titans at 232 went with a guy who I really like late in the draft, and that's Chris Rumpf, the edge rusher out of Duke. Again, another guy who was incredibly productive in college. Maybe doesn't have the athletic traits that jump off the screen, but he's got good technique, good fundamentals, really understands the position, and I think guys like that will find a way to be productive at the next level. So I like that for the Titans. So Aziz Ujolari, 
with 22. Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback at 53. Hunter Long, tight end at 85. Stone Forsyth, offensive tackle at 100. Cade Johnson, wide receiver at 126. Caden Stern, safety at 166. 205, Jimmy Morrissey, center out of Pittsburgh. 215, Sage Sherratt, wide receiver. And 232, Chris Rumpf. I really like that return. It's a realistic return for the Titans as well. We're going to move into the next seven-round mock draft. But before we do... Titans fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, total text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help get you back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. That's DRAFT, 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. It is draft week, and the only place that has you covered for all of your prop bets on the draft is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Not only do you have the draft coming up, but the NBA, the NHL, and MLB are all in full swing. Plus, BetOnline includes updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device, sign up for free Free today and use promo code locked on. That's one word locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to discuss the second seven-round mock draft we are doing on today's Monster Mock Draft Monday. But before we do, want to remind you guys that this year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live, get insights and analysis from the Locked On experts, that's me, and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May the 1st. And as for my draft coverage, tomorrow we are going to finish up the Locked On Titans NFL Draft preview by discussing the secondary, going to talk cornerbacks and safeties. Wednesday, we're going to tie up any loose ends for the draft. I also plan on doing my ultimate perfect best possible outcome Tennessee Titans mock draft. Also want to check out what some of the noise is around the Titans heading into the draft. That's on Wednesday. Thursday will be an all comprehensive NFL draft preview where to watch what I'll be doing, who the Titans could be looking at, uh, different ways to find analysis, everything you need to know about the NFL draft. I will let you know on Thursday and then on Friday, I will break down everything that took place in the first round and then look forward to how the Titans are positioned throughout the rest of the draft. So excited for everything to come. This next mock draft was done on Pro Football Focus. So our first mock draft was the Draft Network. This is PFF. We're going to dive right in. Pick number 22. 
two. So it was tough. Farley was gone. Bateman was gone. Horn was gone. The run on offensive tackles had not happened yet. So Derrishaw was the last offensive tackle taken, and that was at pick 13 or 14. So at that time, I felt pretty comfortable with where the offensive tackle group was, knowing I could get one later in the draft. Also, didn't really like any of the wide receivers available to me, as I discussed with the first mock draft at pick 22. No corners there that I liked other than Gregory Newsom, who was my pick in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 with the Locked On Podcast Network. That was dropped last week. My video was dropped on Sunday for that. Make sure you guys check that out on social media. But it was Gregory Newsom. It was Elijah Vera Tucker again who dropped there. Elijah Moore, who I just don't see the value at pick 22 at this time. Uh, Jason Owe, who I, I just don't see the production in there in college for John Robinson. Now, Tevin Jenkins was there, as I told you, that offensive tackle run hadn't started. But for me, I couldn't pass up the value in Newsom knowing that tackles hadn't even gone off the board in, in 10 picks. So I went with Gregory Newsom there and locked up that cornerback position. Pick number 53, this is where I came in at offensive tackle. There was great value at offensive tackle at 53. I mean, Brady Christensen was still there as well, but Christensen to me is more of a pass blocking left tackle. I went with a road grading right tackle Dylan Radens out of North Dakota State. Big, physical. Now, he needs to add a little bit more strength, but he doesn't necessarily have to start for the Titans year one, although I think at pick 53, Radens would be an immediate starter for the Titans. Daimi Brown went at number 52, or it would have... It would have been tough, but here's what I was thinking. Raidens was there, Christensen was there, but those guys would be gone by the time I get to 85. Hudson, James Hudson from Cincinnati, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa, and then Stone Forsythe out of Florida would have been there later in the draft, but to me, Raidens is just a tier above those guys. So I went ahead and locked down that offensive tackle in number 53. So Greg Newsom and then Dylan Raidens uh, at 53 at 85. Kind of went off the board a little bit. So, I didn't really like the options that I had. At tight end, Tommy Tremble, Hunter Long, Brevin Jordan. Maybe a little too high there. Uh, you had Josh Palmer at wide receiver. You had Jalen Darden. Uh, Amari Rogers was there, which really made me hesitate. But, ultimately, I went with Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, the linebacker. So, a lot of people think Davis could go in the first round. To get him at pick number 85 would be an incredible value for the Titans. And here's my thought process. Is he a Rashawn Evans replacement? He's a run and chase linebacker. He's a long and lean athlete. He needs to get better in coverage, but he's great in run defense early on. The Titans don't have a guy who's great in run defense right now. Rashawn Evans is all right, but I think he runs pass plays a lot. He doesn't get off blocks very well. To me, he's more of a penetrating, versatile, fly-around linebacker than he is a traditional run stuffer. Jameen Davis gives you kind of both of those. He's a long and lean athlete that can run and chase around like Rashawn Evans, although he's not quite the one-gap penetrator and blitzer that Evans is but he's a little bit better in run defense. Same kind of coverage questions, though. So I just think that could be an easy Rashawn Evans replacement. The Titans may lose Jayon Brown again, or not again, but may lose him next year after the contract he signed. So to me, that's great value at 85, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. 
at 100. Got to get a wide receiver at some point, and I got really lucky here on the board still at pick 100 was Amari Rogers, wide receiver out of Clemson. He's built like a running back. He's great with yards after the catch, which fits perfect, but he also has the ability to run vertical routes out of the slot, which would be a good fit for the Titans. He's tough over the middle, plays football with the right kind of character and the right kind of personality out on the field. I think that'd be a great fit for the Titans. Pick 100, great value on Amari Rogers right there as well. Pick 126, I didn't have a lot of great options. I felt great about, I guess, Kendrick Green, the interior offensive lineman out of Illinois, Milton Williams, the interior defensive lineman out of Louisiana Tech, uh, Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback out of Minnesota, but instead I went with Tommy Trimble, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I'm not as high on him as Titans Twitter tends to be, but at pick 126, a good tight end project who might be able to give you some value on special teams early on in his career before he develops into an every down tight end or at least a situational tight end in the offense. 166, Drew Dahlman, the interior offensive lineman out of Stanford. He needs to add weight. He needs to add strength, but he's a great scheme fit for the Titans outside zone scheme. And like I've been talking about throughout the offseason, the Titans need to add some young depth to the interior offensive line. Roger Saffold and Ben Jones are both in their 30s and may not be around much longer. 205, I really like this pick. This is really good value for me. Janarius Robinson, the edge rusher out of Florida State. He is a long, explosive athlete, six foot five. Like I said, good explosion as well. Now, he really needs technique work. He didn't receive very good coaching at Florida State. The entire program was in shambles while he was there. So I think Janarius Robinson has all of the tools and the frame to be a big-time edge rusher in the NFL. And at pick 205 in the sixth round, what a value. I think that he goes much higher than that in the real draft. I think other teams will see the value and see the terrible coaching that was happening at Florida State. So Janarius Robinson, love that pick at 205. 216, I went with Javion Hawkins, the small scat back out of uh, Louisville. The He had a visit with the Titans, and the Titans could be looking to get some insurance on Darrington Evans, if he can't stay healthy, the Titans need a guy with that skill set in the offense. They need it, and they don't want to spend money to get a kind of veteran that you would need. If you look at uh, Giovanni Bernard, who just went to the Bucs, the Titans didn't want to spend that kind of money. So, getting a rookie running back late in the draft in the last three picks, Javion Hawkins makes a lot of sense to give them some some insurance for Darrington Evans. And then finally, pick 232, I mean, I've done this before in mock drafts we've talked about, but I went with Felipe Franks, the quarterback out of Arkansas. I mean, he's basically like Deshaun Kaiser, but younger, and why not develop him instead of develop Deshaun Kaiser going forward? That's just kind of how I see it. So that is the second mock draft. I think it's a pretty good one. I, I think you got... Greg Newsom, immediate help at cornerback, which is the biggest position to need, in my opinion. Offensive tackle, Raidens gives you an immediate starter, most likely, and at minimum, a guy who should be starting by 2022. Jamin Davis, great value. Some people see as a first rounder at pick 85. Then Amari Rogers, incredible that he fell to me at pick 100 after taking a value in Jamin Davis at 85. Love that fit. If the Titans don't go wide receiver in the first couple rounds, 
Uh, Amari Rogers, Amon Ross St. Brown, I really love those options at 85 or lower. Tommy Tremble at 126 just to appease the masses. Uh, Drew Dahlman, 166 to eventually replace Ben Jones. Janarius Robinson, I gushed about him at 205. Javion Hawkins, the running back at 216. And Felipe Franks at 232. So a solid one there in my opinion. But we are going to move forward into the third and final and most wild mock draft that I ran for the day. So excited to jump into that one with you guys. Before we do, I want to talk about the title sponsor, the owner of the best protein bars in the galaxy, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar has a ton of different amazing flavors, different textures, different types, but they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Versatile bars that are good if you heat them up in the microwave. They're good if you put them in the refrigerator and chill them as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15, for 15% off your next order of the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy at BuiltBar.com. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this monster mock draft Monday. Taking a look at the most wild mock draft out of all three of the seven rounders that I did. But before we dive into it, want to remind you guys that the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Today, Monday morning, will be the last installment in the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 with NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockett, and Fora and Brian Baldinger breaking down all of the picks. The picks were made by the locked on hosts, including me for the Titans, all the other hosts making trades and making picks for their team. Make sure that you search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. If you missed any of the episodes, you still have time before the NFL draft to check all of those out. And if you have been following throughout all of last week, today is the final episode. So once again, search. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 and check out the Odyssey app, your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Diving into this mock draft, first and foremost, you'll know why it's the most wild that I did from the very first pick. J.C. Horn was available at pick 22. Caleb Farley and Greg Newsom were off the board and this was done at Pro Football Network. Just so you guys know. So this was the last one I did. Uh, I'm just going to assume that J.C. Horn got some kind of social media scandal or something in this mock draft simulator. Either way, J.C. Horn was there at pick 22, and you'll be damned if I wasn't going to pick him. I love J.C. Horn. I would give up a lot to get either Devontae Smith or J.C. Horn. Those are just home run ideal prospects I want the Titans to trade up and go get in the first round one of those two uh so to me if Horn's there at 22 I'll fight John Robinson if he doesn't pick him I don't care what's going on pick number 53 things got a little interesting here but again this is why this mock draft was the craziest I went Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida Dahimi Brown went before Tony at pick 52 and I mean Maybe that happens. Also, uh, Liam Eikenberg was available. Jalen Mayfield. 
Uh, Jalen Phillips was still available at pick 53. Weird. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. was there, but if you notice in all three of these mock drafts, I never took a player more than once. I wanted to, if I took a player, I'm not going to take him again. That's kind of a rule that I followed. So with that in mind, Kadarius Toney might go in the first round. He has elite, folks, elite yards after catch ability. In my opinion, he's got off-field issues. His route running is an issue. His size is an issue. But out of all of the wide receivers after the big three that could somehow, some way turn into an absolute freak, I mean, Kadarius Toney has the best boomer bust potential out of any of the tier two wide receivers just because he has one absolutely day one elite trait, and that's his yards after the catch wiggle, man. So to me, if the Titans came out of the first two rounds with J.C. Horn and Kadarius Toney, that is the most talented first two-round haul that I've had in any of these drafts. I mean, I had Gregory Newsome and Dylan Radins, and then I had Aziz Ujulari and Asante Samuel Jr. I mean, the Titans left with J.C. Horn and Kadarius Toney out of the first two rounds. I mean, shut it down. I mean, that would just be unbelievable in terms of the talent being added to the team. So, just slam dunk right there and also super weird. There's no way that J.C. Horn's going to be there at 22. No way that Tony is going to be there at 53. But uh, 85, I finally had to put my guy on the board. Quincy Roche, the edge out of Miami and Temple. Uh, Brevin Jordan and... um, Tommy Tremble were on the board, but no way I'm taking those guys at 85. Maybe Brevin Jordan, but definitely not Tommy Tremble. Uh, Jackson Carmen, Stone Forsyth, Walker Little were all on the board. Dylan Moses on the board. I'm not taking any of those guys over Quincy Roche. With those three tackles still on the board, I can get another tackle later. Uh... I don't see the value at tight end. I'd rather have the value at edge rusher. Roche will be more ready to go right away. Dylan Moses, that's way too high. You could probably get him at 100 or 126 just, you know, because I want to see some depth added at the interior linebacker spot and guys like that who are highly coveted prospects. I don't see a, uh, it's a bad idea to take a chance on them in the later rounds, but it's too early for that. So I went Quincy Roche, the edge rusher. Next, at pick 100, tackle still on the board. Forsyth, James Hudson. Jalen Moore, I pivoted. With those tackles still on the board, I'm going elsewhere. I went with Kendrick Green, the interior offensive lineman out of Illinois. Yeah, he needs to add some power. He needs to add some strength, add some weight. But he's a perfect fit for a zone run scheme. I think he could have value this year if injuries take place. He's a better player than Aaron Brewer right now. And he could take over at center long term for Ben Jones, which is obviously something that is fresh on my mind as I've mentioned it in all three segments. Then at 126, I finally went to offensive tackle. Jalen Moore. After that, I felt like there was a big drop-off in tears, but the 6'4 offensive tackle out of Western Michigan, he's a mover in the run game, and that can play very early on with the Titans while they develop his pass sets. He may not have to play year one. If he wins the battle, he can play year one. So, a lot of good value there at 126 in round four for the Titans at offensive tackle. Pick 166, the fifth round. I went with Trey McKitty, the tight end out of Georgia. He reminds me of a Michael Pruitt type, and since the Titans don't have Michael Pruitt back yet, felt like it would be a pretty good opportunity to replace him with a cheap drafted option, and that's Trey McKitty. 205, Cornell Powell, wide receiver out of Clemson. Want to add two wide receivers to this wide receiver group in this draft, ultimately. 
And I like Cornell Powell. He's a guy who can play right away. He's going to add value on special teams as well. He's a football first guy. Not worried about that. Locker room guy. He may not be the most explosive wide receiver, but he's tough over the middle. He's going to do his job. He's going to block on the perimeter. I just think he gives the Titans a lot of what they're looking for in the locker room at a position that could use that kind of experience. Then at 215, a guy who the Titans have visited with, and that's Isaiah McDuffie, linebacker out of Boston College. He's a prototypical run stopper, but for me, he could be a really good player on special teams. So in the sixth round, I'm going to go with a guy who can stop the run. Titans don't have anybody right now that's a pure run stopper and a guy who can help on special teams. And then finally, I went with uh, Diomador Lenore, the defensive back out of Oregon. He reminds me of a poor man's Logan Ryan. He's going to be better in zone coverage than man, which I know goes against what the Titans are doing, but he's going to be a good blitzer, very physical tackler, very smart player. He can play going downhill. He might even transfer into being a safety at the next level and maybe the Titans could look at him there. That's why I put him at defensive back, not necessarily cornerback. So I'd like to see that addition. So that's the final one to round this off. It's J.C. Horn, Kadarius Toney, Quincy Roche, Kendrick Green, Jalen Moore, Trey McKitty, Cornell Powell, Isaiah McDuffie, and Lenore. Then you put that up against the pro football focus one, Gregory Newsom, Dylan Radins, Jamin Davis, Amari Rogers, Tommy Tremble, Drew Dolman, Janarius Robinson, Javion Hawkins, and Felipe Franks. And then the first one we went over from the Draft Network, Azizu Jalari, Asante Samuel Jr., Hunter Long, Stone Forsyth, Cade Johnson Jr., Caden Stearns, Jimmy Morrissey, Sage Surratt, and Chris Rumpf. Out of those three In my opinion, my favorite one is the one that we talked about last because, in my opinion, it's just wild. J.C. Horn, Kadarius Toney, Quincy Roche as your first three picks. I love that. Kendrick Green is a really nice prospect for the Titans' interior offensive line. Jalen Moore can develop. Trey McKitty is that Pruitt type. Cornell Powell I like as a leader in the locker room and as a young guy who can, not a young guy, he's an older prospect, but a guy who can help right away because of that experience. Isaiah McDuffie and Lenore just add some depth and some value. My second favorite one was Ojolari, Asante Samuel Jr., Hunter Long, Stone Forsyth. I think that's You know, four guys who can help right away, and I love Samuel Jr. in the second round. I love having Stearns at safety. Love adding Cade Johnson Jr. as a value guy if the Titans go late at wide receiver. I love that. Morrissey and Surratt and Rumpf, I think, could contribute immediately by year two in depth roles, back end of the roster roles, not anything special, so I love that. My least favorite is definitely the pro football focus one with Newsom and Raidens and Davis. I tried to do something a little different with Davis. It kind of threw off where we were tremble. I'm not too high on, although I love the Amari Rogers pick at pick 100 and the Janarius Robinson pick at pick 205. But outside of that, not completely floored with that option. So to me, the Titans most realistic haul is Ojolari, Asante Samuel Jr., Hunter Long, Stone Forsyth, Cade Johnson Jr., Caden Stearns, Jimmy Morrissey, Sage Surratt, and Chris Rump. That's the one I will say is probably the best one to go off of. So excited to go through that. I'm going to post all of these draft hauls up on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans and let you guys kind of vote on which one you think is the best. 
seeing it all visually as a list. So make sure that you check that out. Remember, once again, at Tic Tac Titans. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. We are going to be back tomorrow previewing the secondary for the 2021 NFL Draft and rounding out our Locked On Titans NFL Draft preview. So make sure that you don't miss that and follow the show on whatever platform you do stream. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.